Greetings, greetings. Welcome to the Soul Place on another day. It's such an honor to be with you. It's yours truly, Derek Ingram Jr. And I'm here today with a very special guest, a true man of God. I'm honored to have him on the broadcast today. His name is Pastor Wayne Carey. I'm going to tell you a little about him before I um, toss it to him. But I'm so honored uh, for this opportunity uh, to interview this man of God. He's an author, and I have some about info to share with you. Um, Reverend Wayne Carey is the assistant and youth pastor of Whole Man Christian Center in Freeport, Bahamas. He and his wife are founders of a nonprofit youth organization, family empowerment youth mentoring organization, FEYMO, a program designed to reach families and at risk youth in their community. He is also a professional trained family and business mediator from Lakewood College, a conflict resolution strategist, self-esteem elevation coach for children and young adults, a gifted motivational speaker and conference host. He holds a diploma in ministerial training from Rima Bible College in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, a Bachelor of Christian Ministry and a Master of Ministry in Christian Counseling from Christian Bible College and Seminary in Missouri. He is in covenant relationship with Janice Joanne Carey, and they are the proud parents of Denzel O'Neill Johnson and Irvin Wayne Roland Carey, which is also known as Little Magic. <laughs> Bahamas. Ladies and gentlemen, I like I said, I'm honored. This this is a man of God. I consider him a bridge. He's one that pulls people in and draws people into the body. It's an honor to introduce to some and present to all of you Pastor Wayne Carey. How are you today, Pastor? Same. Minister Ingram, I am doing well. And again, thank you so much for you know for having me on your podcast. I, I truly appreciate it. Thanks for reaching out. And it's a privilege to be here. I'm looking forward to our discussion this evening. Yes, sir, I am uh, I, um, beyond a shadow of doubt. I am humble. Amen. That you accept my invitation. And I'm so excited to talk about your book, Emotional Pain, Bullying Causes. Yes. Uh, but before we get into that, is there anything I left out? I, Sir, reading the accolades, I was blown <laughs> no, away. Man. No, that's that's for me, actually. To be honest, that's too much. I put too much there. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> we, don't, we don't focus on that, my brother. We don't focus on that. It's really, you know, people need to know, but... You know that's not that's not first and foremost. You know, but you did a great job, man. Thank you for for reading it off. But that's that's fine. You didn't miss out. You didn't miss out anything. Oh, I'm glad. We don't want to miss. I didn't realize you wore so many hats. Sir. No, that's 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 fine, man. There's a lot more, but hey, um, you know, too much is given, much is required. You know, so I'm I'm honored. Um, you know, for you know for for the doors and for the opportunity and just honored to be able to you know to be skilled in so many areas. So I'm I'm grateful to God for that. Amen. God to God be the glory. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Well, Pastor, I not too long ago finished reading your book, The Emotional Pain Bullying Causes, and I'm excited 
for the opportunity to talk about it. Yes. Um, I've got a few questions I'm going to throw at you, but we won't be limited to those questions, of course. Yes. But we're spirit-led people, so as the Lord leads. Yes, sir. Okay, so um, the first thing, well, first of all, I wanted to say, I, I felt I had been thinking about this for a couple of days after watching your Tuesday night therapy. Mm -hmm. Your guest this week was, I believe, was Mr. Marvin Yoda. If I'm correct. Yes, yes, Mr. Marvin Yoda. Yes, my my instructor I, from from college. Yes. Wow, I've never, I actually never heard of him before. Tuesday night therapy. Okay. And um, I was listening in, and just listening to this man of God talk. It caused me to think about because he at at this point that I tuned in, he was talking about revival and what's yes. getting ready to happen as it relates to the church. Yes. And it's amazing. I, I had a dream coming into the new year. And I and it was one of those dreams that got my attention, but I kind of put it on the side. Okay. And I listened to this man of God talk. I, I realized that all that we're doing, including this or this broadcast is geared to what the Lord is getting ready to do as it relates to revival. Yes. You know, so I, I left that broadcast very enriched. So yeah. <laughs> My... yes. I heard of Tuesday night therapy with Pastor Wayne Carey. You want to catch it? Uh, I don't know who the next guest is going to be, but I, I listened to Mr. Marvin Yoda and I was enriched. So I thank God yes. for that. Yes. Amen. Yes. Yes, I was too, man. I was I was enriched myself, you know. I was very enriched myself. And, you know, there's a lot of times, you know, when we, you know, when you have, um, you know, when there's a word for the body, I mean, again, the word is for the body. And so it's it's um, it's not um, just like you had this vision and, and, you know, you was enriched, you tune in. It's like, you know, he speaks to the body. And so it's a message that you would hear uh, from most persons who are connected whether they had it through a dream, whether God spoke to them. And it sounds just alike uh, because when he was talking, you know, just having him to say, you know, ask him questions like, you know, what did he see for 2023 and, uh, you know, things of that nature. And he, you know, he jumped in and he was just talking about revival and talking about the spirit of God of moving. And, and, and so I, I said, after he was done, I said to him, I said, you know, you sound like you was in my church. You know, I said, you sound like you was you know, having a conversation with my pastor. And so that's just what it was. He is speaking that my pastor is speaking that you having it in the vision. And I'm sure there are others. And that's what God would do to his people, to his body. And so we just got to make ourselves ready and available for what he wants to do in this season. And he's such a faithful God because we may be doing different things, you know, because we all have different areas that we're called to. Mm -hmm. But it all adds up to the same vision so true you know so true. Paul that's, that's, planted yes. Apollo's water you know yes but God he's the one that gives the increase yes sir so true that's it that's yes, what sir. it's about definitely yes sir okay yeah. sir okay now let's dive into some of these questions from the book now um this is an excerpt from chapter one yes um and I, I believe I'm quoting you. It says, like I said in chapter one, I love my school because I had cool friends mm -hmm. and a terrific teacher. Yes. <laughs> my class was quiet and my classmates respected each other. We never said any hurtful things to each other. 
when we were upset with each other, Mistress Terrific, I love that, would show us how to take it over. Or talk it over, sorry. I found out that talking it over worked all the time. We always understood each other after we were finished expressing our feelings. Now, that's an excerpt from chapter one. Yes, sir. Now, yes. When I read that, uh, Pastor, it caused me to think about what I believe God has called me to do. At the, at the heart of it, uh, dis discussion and talking it out is paramount. Yes. So my question is, how does it, how does this excerpt that I just read correlate mm -hmm. with the James 5 and 16 principle? Yeah, well, you know, when you, you know, when yeah. you, when you speak of, um, you know, James 5, 16, I think that that's, that's talking about um, confessing your faults one to another. I think that's, that's the verse of scripture you're referring yes, to, right? Yes. <clears throat> you know, when we, yes, you know, when we speak of, you know, we, you know, first and foremost, you know, when we, um, you know, when we speak of, when we speak of uh, church, or we speak of, of a certain uh, thought process, or, you know, we expecting a response or something to be done a certain way, you know, we have to understand, um, you know, the difference of, of church and the difference of, of kingdom, you know, and, um, you know, the difference of, you know, church and kingdom, you know, persons who are kingdom minded, you know, that who are kingdom minded understand kingdom principles. So when you're speaking of James chapter 5, 16, and the talks, you know, talks about how we can, you know, we confess our faults one to another, um, you know, when we do that, that's, that's, you know, that's persons who are, who have a totally different concept or mindset than someone who, who who goes to church and they kind of just more um, moves, you know, trench in in a religious format. And so when you have a, when you have a, a, a so to speak, you have um, a, a conflict or something that's going on, you know, the Bible tell you if you're gonna, you know, before you come to present your gift at the altar, you know, and you find out that you have art with a person, then you go and you make that right. That for that to be an action. That's a person who, who has a, a kingdom mindset and understand that, you know, this is the way the kingdom operates. And so when we, when we speak of that principle, it has to be, you know, everything that we follow, the, you know, the book, the Bible itself is a kingdom book. That's what it's about. It's really a kingdom book about a king um, as, his, as his will is in heaven. He wants it to be demonstrated in the earth and it, it's, it's, it's demonstrated through his children. Then um, we are connected to the king, and, and so we, you know, we carry those, those, um, you know, we carry out the kingdom plan, God's plan out. And so the way that's going to happen, when we speak of that principle, that principle only can be operated through persons who are kingdom-minded and persons who understand it, because the only way for us to move forward and and really to experience everything that god is what you know for us you know to go from one level to the next level you know we have to walk in obedience you know in terms of what his word says and so when we speak of confessing our faults to one another is a mindset it's a mindset persons who really want to make it right someone you know you have something in your heart and you're saying you love god and this this thing is in your heart is not right i got to make it right and and so it's an effort that we got to make and that's that effort it's going to be carried out through the spirit of God. And so the principle that you ask, you know, that question, when you talk, they had this conflict going on in the class 
and you speak it over. Hey, blessed are those, you know, when we speak about the kingdom of God, those persons who are the peacemakers, they will inherit the kingdom of God. And so when we speak of that, of that principle is about, you know, confessing. But before we could confess, there has to be a, con, a, a, a kingdom mindset that we have uh, really for that to be in demonstration. Yes. Well, Pastor, that's that's amazing because what you're saying is uh, it is a kingdom principle, but in order for it to be carried out effectively, one has to have the mindset of the kingdom. Yes. They, that's, they that's have to buy it. You have to. Definitely. That's that's what it isn't going to come. You know, it isn't going to happen any other way. And so, you know, when you when you speak of that's what it is about, when you speak of the, you know, the kingdom, we speak about confessing your faults one to another, you know, that you may be, you know, healed and things of that happen. It, it happens like that. And so we have to we have to humble ourselves, humble ourselves and really, um, you know, humble ourselves to to experience this you know this oneness with god really to have a relationship with god and we are serious about this relationship and we want it to be done right and so what we do it's no it's really no pride in that it's no pride you know pride has no place you know god doesn't you know uh, lucifer was kicked out of heaven because of pride no pride has no place in that if there is an art you the kingdom person matter of fact it works like this in a kingdom if, 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 if Minister Derek does wrong or Minister Derek does not, not if Minister Derek doesn't do wrong and I'm the one that offended you, but you haven't done wrong. It's like you would come to me, not, not you saying that, you know what, he have to come to me because he's the one that did me wrong. No, in the kingdom, even though if you just feel sense, there's an odd there, you haven't done anything in the kingdom you go to that person right and that's the that's the uh, concept you're on a big scripture that, that is a powerful concept i've always observed that yes that, you that's did what nothing about. yes I like, did. I like to call that person the uh offendee exactly <laughs> you, exactly. you weren't the offender exactly the offendee but then the offendee goes to the person who offended and say you know what my, my brother um, you know, if I've done anything wrong and whatnot. And so, you know, but when we when we come to that point, it's like really having, you know, understanding, understanding a brother, right? Having having a brotherhood, a brotherhood that is connected to the spirit of God. The spirit of God is like the governor of the kingdom that connects all of us together. So when we have when we have a, a brother that we we love, we admire, but we have some some issues are there. Um, you know, you find that brother, you know, you find him because you want it to be done right. And, you know, when you do that, hey, that relationship, it, you know, becomes even cemented even more so. And you can move on, you know, in, in such a powerful force for, you know, for God. But we have to get beyond ourselves and not not looking at tick for tack, but looking beyond ourselves and, and understanding what the kingdom is about. Well, you know, the amazing thing, uh, Pastor, your book is written... I guess from the perspective of a former student, two students, and just by looking at that first excerpt, for example, yes. from chapter one, yes, <laughs> it, it's a kingdom principle in operation. Yes, and and like you said, if we don't have the kingdom mindset, we won't see all of this. Uh, for example, all of this 
meaning Jane 5 and 16 to be necessary. No. If we are if we don't have the kingdom mindset and operation. So no. I, this is a question that I have down, but I, I feel I have to ask this question. Yes. Mm -hmm. So do we find ourselves, even though in your example, this was something that was taught to you. Mm -hmm. Do you do you think that this is something now that we're having to relay now in the in the church? And I guess that's my question. Is this something that you think we're having a difficulty now or how would you describe it? Because like you said, I mean, it seems to be primary, right? Yeah, it no is. No pun intended. No, it, 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 is, it is. It is there. I mean, you know, the reality of it, you know, when we, okay, when we speak of, and it's back to what it is, when we speak of persons who are, persons who are a church, right? Jesus said that upon this rock, I build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, right? But here it is. When he, when he speak of that, you know, he built his, um, you know, he, he, he spoke to Peter about how, um, establishing himself on the church but then when you speak about the keys the bible says but i give you the keys of the kingdom he didn't, he didn't he, he didn't emphasize the keys for the church right he emphasized giving the keys to the kingdom giving you i give you the keys of the kingdom and so when we when we look at it when we have persons who are who are church who are in in a in a, in a tradition in a church philosophy, here's what you're going to have in that. You're going to have democracy, right? You have democracy that goes in with, with church ideology, right? So when you when we speak of the of that that instance, when you say um, church, this democratic philosophy, when you think of the democratics, when you think about, hey, I have my own choice, I can make my own decision, I can do my own thing, X, Y, Z, that's, that's the thing that we you know that we um that we struggle with and so that's why it's hard for us to to really accept the kingdom message because we have grown up in this in this you know in this um system and the system is a democratic system where that you do what you do you know what i'm saying you could vote and you could put a pass in there you could vote a pass out when you feel like doing you know what i'm saying you could do what you want to do in the in this in this democratic system but the, the kingdom of god doesn't work that way the kingdom of God doesn't work that way. So when you have, when you speak of church, you have persons who are in the church, who are coming to church every Sunday, not speaking to the, you know, I'm saying they are avoiding others and all that, and they are not in the kingdom because it's not a kingdom. That's not a kingdom way. That's not God's way. So if, 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 if you know, democracy, save democracy things up, the kingdom is down. It, if, it, if, it's, if it's across, the kingdom is the other way. It's totally opposite. They in contrast each other. And so we we have it among us, and that's that's persons who are not, who have not, um, you know, submit themselves to to the spirit of God and, and allowing Him because the spirit of God He's the one that really connects us to the kingdom. You know, that's that's really what it is. And so it's 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 among us, it's among us in the body, it's among us in the body. And so we have to get people out of out of out of, out of the church itself, out of a church mentality. And get them into the kingdom mentality and that's really what it's about and so when we when we focus on the kingdom message and they understand the kingdom way the kingdom way of life what it's about then you can you can find persons who are serious about their relationship with god they're moving out of that 
that church philosophy into the kingdom philosophy. And when persons come into that, then you will see a, a different um, walk, a different talk, a different concept. And then you will see the action of what, what it's really about. Because again, we can't love in democracy. I mean, we can't live a love in democracy. When you're speaking about loving, you know, all of this, it really ties into love. Because if you love God and if you love you know, you love God, you're going to love your brother. And if you truly love your brother, then you're going to extend yourself to your brother. That's what you're going to experience. And so persons, you can't, you can't love if you flow in, in, a, in a democratic way. That means, I mean, that love is like, you know what? When you do for me, I do for you. I can love you if you love me. But in the kingdom, there's, a, there's an extension of love that, you know, that comes towards us, you know, that floods us, whether we deserve it or not. And so we find ourselves, you know, so it's, it's among us. And so we have to teach the kingdom masses and teach the kingdom principles. So we would understand that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened for us to walk in that, for us really to experience what, um, you know, what we're supposed to be experienced when we gather together in the body. You know, pastor, I think you made a uh, church hurt um, and you made it make so much sense by, by your explanation because I'm, I'm listening to you. And if there was one thing that I can pick up is that the, uh, let's say you were saying that there's a, a uh, church mentality and then there's a kingdom mentality. Yes, yes. And um, I think about two sets of people in those categories. I yes. think about the, the church mentality, which can be a people that haven't bought in or people that really don't understand what the kingdom is, but for now they're just gathering someplace yes. to worship per se. So true. And 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 I put the onus on the, the kingdom people, and I, I consider those the spiritual ones. Yes. Because they understand what it's all about. Yes. And the scripture tells us that we ought to those that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak. Yes. And That's then there's another says. scripture that says, um, uh, boy, I can't remember that one right okay. now. Come back yeah, to that, that one. Mm -hmm. But that yeah. one right there, I, I believe it carries um, so much weight because somebody has to to show us the way. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and it ties in so much with your book because I mean your book is written to students. Yes, yes. And um, a teacher being that instructor is actually demonstrating in some form okay this is how things should go and this is how things shouldn't go yeah and and i think in my um short stint um in the kingdom i've been saved since 1999 okay yes god has been good yes but i think if there's one thing that i've noticed is um i believe a lot of folks they tend to struggle with the vertical uh, part of the cross. Because you know, if there's one thing that Jesus said, if any man is gonna come after me, he has to first deny himself. And then he says, take up your cross. Yes. Yes, that's what I, he said. I says. found that I found that people struggle with that vertical piece. Not sorry, not the vertical, that mm -hmm. horizontal piece, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. the horizontal part speaks to a relationship, I believe, with man. Yes. It does. I believe that we we easily 
um, can identify with the vertical position of the cross because that's our relationship with God. Mm -hmm. But here is the kicker that I think that causes everything to go afoul mm -hmm. in my ob observation. Okay. Your relationship with God is only validated by your relationship with man. Oh man, that's good. That's that's exactly what it is. Um, you know, minister, that's what it is because you know we we have to for us to for us to get into the kingdom, for us to get into the kingdom and to see Him, we are placed here to demonstrate the kingdom. And so we're not demonstrating, just like you mentioned, we're not demonstrating what he wants in a, in that in that horizontal, you know what I'm saying, in the horizontal. If we're not, if we're not actually demonstrating that, then what it is? How could we say that we 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 love God who we don't see, and then we're not demonstrating this to our brother or sister who we see every day? And so the way for us to, you know what I'm saying, for way, you know, the easiest way for us to get into the kingdom, we have to demonstrate this. And so we are here and we're living it out. Okay, we living it out every day, and so when we not, um, um, you know, um, going through uh, this, this, this order that God designed for us to embrace our brother, you know, to love those who, and it, you know, again, it's uh, it's not for us to do it in ourselves. It's not. It's not self. Self doesn't play a part in it. Self doesn't play because when if self plays a part in itself, self just is enmity. Self is enmity to God. And so doesn't know God, doesn't care to know him, and that's what it is. And so we have to, it's back to the scripture that talks about, you know, we walk in the spirit, that we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh, and that's in every area. You know, when we speak of lust of the flesh, we tend to look at just one particular sexual area. No, we're talking about in everything. That demonstration, it has to, it has to flow in everything, and that it, it, it's really for us to, to, to die daily, a daily process, and dying to ourselves, and really wanting to experience God because if we if we can't extend ourselves in a vertical I mean in a in a horizontal way we can't extend ourselves we are not going to experience the God that we've been preaching about we're not going to experience and we experience him when we when we extend ourselves to others and they can they can feel you know uh, this you know this love this genuine love that is coming from us that's what it's really about we cannot we're going to be not be impactful and um you know our lives is not going to be one of an example because people is going to know them by your fruit. You're going to know them. You're going to know them by their love. That's that's what the disciples carry. You're going to know them by their love, and it has to be demonstrated to us, not just to God. So we, so Pastor, we've got to carry our cross, another vertical being. <laughs> it, it, we got to carry it. everything. No, we have to, you know, we, you know, we have to, and if something is easier to, okay, I was, I was, uh, you know, the question you kind of, you know, where we started from, the question that you ask, you know, I mean, in terms about the book, but I want to, I want to kind of just, just go to that point to get, you know, what we're talking about, it makes, it makes sense, you know, overall anyway, but it's talking about how, <clears throat> when we, I remember I was, I was lying down in the bed, how, the, you know, how, I, how that book came about. The emotional pain that bullying causes. That book came about. Um, you know, I was just lying down in in the bed, and I was like, you know, what? my wife saw me got up, and I went into the room. She said, you know, where you going? And it was like early in the morning. I said, man, I go on the right start this book, man. Write this book. She said, really? Said what book? I said, man, the emotional pain that bullying causes. Now, <clears throat> for me, 
when you when you, you know persons would uh, you know you'd look at me and you talk about oh you know um, he's a humble man and my humility and all that you know i look probably look the same way in school in a way like that but i was the bully all right wow yeah i was i was actually the bully in school and and that's where and i to make a long story short i was in the 12th grade at school i was in the 12th grade through school and this this would tie in everything um, you know what I'm about to say, the 12th grade in school, and it was not really like a physical to say just go and physically harm a person or bully them in that way and all that. My, you know, my thing was more like intimidation, you know, you kind of feed off of when you could, when you could see like a young, you know, kid in school, he, you know, he, he, he looks alone and kind of just ain't fitting in, you know, like that, that type of thing, but you could kind of feed off of it. And so, man, every day, you know, this guy would come to me while I'm with my friends, you know, this guy would come to me every day and he's giving me like $5 every day, you know? So the guys, wow. my friend would be like, <clears throat> you know, my friends would be like, man, who this guy is, man? He fell always coming through giving you this $5. And they, I said, man, that's my boy, man, you know? And so he would come and do it periodically every other day. And man, and one day he came, you know, and he pulled me on the side and he gave me the money. And when he walked away, Minister Ingram, my heart melt my heart melted and I was like I walked back I said hey you know call him I said hey, stop man hold on hold on and I stood him right there man and I, I gave him his money back I said bro I'm sorry and um, you know I apologize and I, I gave him his money back and I said you know I, I you know I apologize for for taking your you know for you know for taking your money I know better you know and I began to grow and, and, and change you know came my heart literally melted and I, I just couldn't do it anymore and so when we when we speak of 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 um, when we speak of bullying and, and persons not you know they not they you know the bully they need to grow they need to grow in their faith there there you know there has to be a growth process that takes that takes part in their own lives in order for them to you know for you to see uh, the spirit of God working through them it has, you know something has to happen and then there has to be a a spiritual growth that takes place in them and for me that's really what happens so any times when you see persons who are who are somewhat taking advantage of people so to speak whether they're in church or they are outside of church and they are somewhat taking advantage of people and maybe you know you know they see someone that's weak and they're talking down to them all the day because they could do it and all that you know really what i realize minister ingham is that something is wrong with something is actually wrong with the bully something is wrong with the bully you see because the bully if you if you only honestly understand if you know persons understand god if we've been created in the likeness and image of god then how it is that we're going to intentionally take advantage of someone else that means you got some issue going on within yourself right you got some issue going on you know going on within yourself and that's really what it was i think you know for me itself you know you're you're, you're young and I was like, you know, playing basketball. I was actually, you know, well-known playing basketball, you know, throughout the country, known as a, but, you know, had my own, I guess, if you want to call it insecurities or whatever it was. But until, you know, that day, I just couldn't, I just couldn't do it anymore. And I began to grow from that. And so for me, I wrote the book, The Emotional Pain That Bullying Causes. I'm actually a, I'm an advocate for when I see persons, you know, the last fortunate or persons in any form being taken advantage of, it's like it irks me. You know, and, and so I'm I'm a defender of, of what I see 
um, persons and I'm, I'm very conscious of that when I see persons being taken advantage of because I was like you know what that's not that's not God that's that that bully is being used and manifested in those people's lives as the devil that's like Goliath coming in and bullying the, you know the nation of Israel all day and taunting them and telling them standing on their ground and telling them you all come move me and then God raised up a David <laughs> right so yeah and so that's that's really where that you know where that book came from and that book came from that because my own experience i was the bully and i became very conscious of that and so that's that's really where the book you know the book came from and i i wrote it really to to be an advocate and to defend you know you know persons who can't speak up for themselves so that's that's really where it came from pastor let me tell you something i i trying to stop myself from flipping backwards <laughs> in this room okay because I, I i know it was the lord that prompted you to share that story yes, um sir. i didn't know because um this this um interview is going to be part of a um three-part um series um okay and um the, the the title of the series is bullying in the establishment wow. now the thing is <laughs> yeah the thing okay. is though I, I honestly, I, I believe, because we, we, we know that bullying exists, especially in our school system. Yes. Right? And For sure. Mm-hmm. Even as I was uh, thinking about, after I read your book and I said, I, I definitely have to interview you, mm-hmm. I, I, I was trying to see, you know, how this would really connect yes. to, to the whole picture, especially as far as the series is concerned. Yes. You know, I know there would be some things that would cause it to line up. Yes. <laughs> but it was that story right there, sir. Yes, sir. That's good. I don't know if you understand. I, I <laughs> you know, you just, you just messed me right up. I, I might as well just tell you. Because <laughs> the thing is, the thing is about school, when I think about my, my days in school, I was actually um, the one that was bullied. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never, if I can think back, I can't remember ever being the bully. And, you know, because there's so many different sides to this equation. There's the bully and the one being bullied. Yes. Mm-hmm. And even when the Lord, the thing is, that is so funny. Before we get to this next question, mm-hmm. I feel I have to share this. Yes. When the Lord gave me the ministry that was geared toward addressing church hurt. Yes. One of the things that really empowered me was understanding exactly what you said we're speaking from two different perspectives but it's the Mm -hmm. same but it's the same uh, mission yes to be a voice for the voiceless yes yes there are so many of their pastor that are being bullied yes not only in our school system but in our in our church I don't want to say the kingdom because kingdom people shouldn't be bullying. No, that ain't that ain't. They're not in the kingdom. They ain't, they ain't yeah, in the yeah, kingdom. You know, I, I, I mean, I, you, you're a pastor, Kerry, so I, 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 I'll, I'll rally behind you. Yeah, <laughs> and no, say they're no, not no. in the kingdom. No, but they then, ain't that's the a big disconnect, pastor. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You know. And, it, and, it, uh, go ahead. Yes, sir. Yeah, no, go ahead. And, yes, sir. I think that we have a great responsibility, like you said. We have to be a voice for the voices because when yeah. we see those that are in authority, especially, and they are bullying those that are less fortunate, 
those that seem to be the commoners, they don't wear collars or they don't have titles. Mm-hmm. We have a responsibility to to cause them to look at what the kingdom should look like. Yes, that's that's a you great know, responsibility. Yeah, that's that's a great responsibility it, that we it's, have. It's an awesome yeah. one, sir. Yeah, you know, yeah. and hearing your story, I, Pastor, I'm telling you, you messed me up. <laughs> you messed me right up yeah, because man. I, I, you know, I, I definitely didn't know that that part that uh, I know, your I know, I thought that yes, the Lord really prompt, you know, prompt me really to share it because yeah. A lot of times we, um, you know, I was, um, there was a, there was a gentleman, I, I, I remember too, I was you know, even in the process of writing the book and as writing the book, I was, I was able to demonstrate it. And I think it's a portion in the book. And I was, um, I remember walking to work, I'm walking to work and, and, you know, I saw this guy's walking toward me. And so we, we called him, we grew up calling him a certain name, right? I wouldn't say the name because if I say the name, then persons would know, okay, that's him, right? Yes, sir. But we grew up calling him a certain name. And as I was, as I was walking toward him, Spirit is like, you know what? Don't call him that name. Look at his, you know, and sometimes we, you know, persons develop this, 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 so to speak, nickname. I mentioned it, but everyone has this nickname. They, you know, these nicknames in school, you be in teas, and all of a sudden, man, they stay with you all through your life. But you, you, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you don't necessarily want it or you have no interest for this nickname. It's just that it caught on and everyone started calling you that. And so as I was walking toward this guy, you know, Spirit was like, you know what? Don't call him that name. Look on his name tag and call. Even though I know him all his life, I don't, I don't remember his, you know, it's like we tend to forget their name. We tend to just call him by their nickname. So I look at his name tag and I call him. And I said, you know, I call his name. And we start, you know, we start, we talk for a little bit. And I went my way. But that was that was really demonstration of it. So it's like in every detail, the spirit has reminded me what it can be. Because like you say, you were the bully in school. There is in, in the book, there was always this, you know, my name and playing basketball. You know, I was a, I'm a national, former national basketball team player. Um, a basketball, I got a basketball scholarship. A recipient for you know play for Tyler Junior College and um, you know, I was a pretty uh, you know sharp shooter, and so for me my nickname was Slinger. They called me Slinger. No, when, Pastor, yeah, don't yeah, you yeah, do it. it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish yeah. and then I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> yeah, they called me. Uh, called me Wayne Slinger Carey. That was that's basically you know that was my nickname. And believe it or not, and so then you had you had other persons in school. You know, kids kids can be so cruel, and that's why again what I wrote in the book when you. You know, anyone in school, if they have a, some type of deformity, they got maybe a loose eye or something like that. You know, you know, I have, you know, they, you know, they call them spy. They call them cross eye. When you, when you, when you're slim and you're tall and skinny, they call you pencil. They, they, it's like kids got a name for you. It's like it's, it's on you, and they, you know, they're gonna do it. And so, being in school, being in school on the campus is ruthless. It's ruthless because oh, yeah. kids don't really, kids don't really think about it. They just look at it as fun. And so, and I think I did mention there's a part of the book where we, you know, we tend to, 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 to use bullying, but then it's actually being done in laughter. It's being done in laughter when someone in the classroom being teased and all that, man, the whole class just start laughing and whatnot. But your person may even laugh at the joke, but then you don't know what that does to them internally, right? 
And so that's, I became conscious of that when I came to that point that day and my heart melted and all that, I started to, I started to zoom the room for that. I started to zoom the room for that. Sometimes when we play in basketball and, you know, one of my teammates had a bad day in practice and, you know, the other guys begin to get hard on them and all that. When they walk in by themselves, I mean, they walk in and, you know, the team walking up and, and like me and the other person in the back and I'm just talking to them. I was always like that, that encourager to come alongside them and say, bro, tomorrow going to be a better day, man, you know, and whatnot like that. When they're down, just there to lift them up and all that. Very conscious of that. And so being in this, being in school is rootless. You, you, I'm saying is you got to be tough. And so it, it, it comes to, it plays even for the parent, even a message for the parents to, you know, to kind of, um, they have to teach their kids how to be resilient. You know, you need, you need resilient because it's like when you, when you fall down, you got to tell them like a get up. When they, when they speak to you, you got to speak back, you know, you got to speak back to, you know, to the situation or speak back to them. You know, I, I have a, and then I'll let you plug in right now. I mean, there's a friend of mine. There's a, I mean, I call him a friend. And this guy named, I'll call his name. And I told him, I said, Jeffrey, his name is Jeffrey Miller. I said, Jeffrey Miller. I said, I'm telling you, bro, I said, I'm going to make you your name famous around the world. Because I said, I'm going to talk about your story. And Jeffrey was a guy in high school. Jeffrey was smart. I mean, he's a, he's a smart, smart fella. And I'm telling you, kids are bullied in school for being smart. I'm telling you this. They in school, and if they get A's and another fella struggling with a CD, they mad with him. And you know what he could find himself doing? They could find themselves getting a, a BC just to fit in with that. And I'm telling you, I've, I've witnessed that myself in school where a parent was angry with his son. And come to find out the son was a 3.5 average. And his son dropped to like a 2.8 and he's like man what happened and when he searched and he went to school he noticed that his son was being bullied there's something in his front i mean the son finally came out and told him about it and he dropped and that's how serious it is but this guy named jeffrey miller man jeffrey was smart i was like jeffrey's like a four-point fella and i struggled with my 3.5 and trying to just do it you know man i get i get mad with jeffrey I, it's like i liked him i wanted to beat him up but i like him and i said but you <laughs> you know and literally that this guy would look me in my face and he would point his finger and say you and i way over his head you know i was like you so you can't do me nothing I could, you know it's like i get to love him like him in school we're good friends and all that but jeffrey never break he never break and this guy been teen he maintained the way that he was and all that and he never break and to this day man i mean him is talk about it, we laugh about it and everything and that's that's you know these things goes on in, in school man so the book is really about you know just stories like that to to kind of just motivate kids that you know what and to know that they got someone in their corner you know who would speak on on their behalf yeah i am uh, just thinking about uh your story had me go down memory lane a bit um i i was thinking about some of the nicknames i was called in school oh um, yeah yeah one of them was uh uh, I mean, I can mention them now because I mean, hey, they were kids. So one of yeah, them was Mankai. What? They called me Mankai. Mankai. I don't Man know where they came with that one. Mankai. <laughs> I guess they were trying to relate me to the wrestler. Another okay, one, okay. They called me, I had at least two wrestling names. They called oh. me, uh, what's the next guy named? Uh, I can't remember oh, that one. But they, one of the famous ones they called me was okay. Old Man. Okay. The reason why they called me that was 
I think I was one of at least three guys who started to grow their beards first in high school. Okay, okay. So, so in high okay. school, my beard was starting. My beard was starting to come up. But when you mention basketball, I look back at, at basketball because of my nature at the time in school. Mm-hmm. I could have gone far with basketball. I know it for sure. I, but I was very shy. I was I only I joined only one high school team. Wow. And I didn't see much playing time because of my demeanor. It wasn't until um, in my later years um, as a young teen that I really started to really dominate in basketball. By that time, my time had already passed. Wow, wow. So I I looked at it and the name that they called me was Slingshot. Wow. So when okay. you said so when you said that slinger, I said no way. <laughs> well, listen, if you were if, you, if they gave you that slingshot name, you was hard, bro. <laughs> you I'm was hard. telling you, and the thing was, I was known, and I, I looked at it to show wow. you, you know, wow. the different ways and how we came up. Damn. I remember the guys that I run with. That's awesome. I knew man. all of their government names. Okay. I'm talking about first and last. Yeah. But the only thing up to this day, there's still only some of them, like who I mentioned that slingshot. If yeah. they hear this, they will know who I am. Okay. <laughs> and, and up to this day, there are some guys that only know me as slingshot, or they would wow, call me sling wow. for short. Wow. And That's I thought cool, about man. it. I That's yeah. Good. The other day I saw a guy the other day in Chappies and I say, Hey Brad, because his name is Brad. <laughs> Okay. And he said, Hey, what's happening? I knew right there that he didn't remember my government name. <laughs> so he didn't. <laughs> but just wow. to show you now, if that yeah. name was condescending, because the, the funny thing about it is when they first called me Slingshot, they were almost like making fun of it in a, in a sort because my, yeah. my, my shot was really high arching. Okay. Okay. You know? Okay. But at, after a while, I said, I don't care what y'all call me. These shots exactly. going down. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know. Exactly. So that's I good. Man. With it. Yeah, that's you good. Know? That's awesome. Man. That's good. You know, but but, but <laughs> can you imagine if that name was even more? Because, like I said, when they started to call me that, I really didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. But I yeah, used man. my game as a disguise to say, hey, I don't care what y'all call me. And going in. So and going in. Exactly. Yeah, and going in. It's exactly. money. Yes. You know, so it's that resilience that you're talking about, you know. Yes, yes, that's what you know, it's we, about. We've got constantly. to learn to to stand on our own two feet at whatever level we are. Yeah. And uh, I got another insert, uh, another excerpt here from the book. I, I didn't yeah. uh, put down what chapter this from. This okay. is from, but you said this. Mm-hmm. And this is some, this is listed under some reasons people are bullied. Oh, yes, yes, I remember that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, different nationality, yeah, race yeah. or color, yeah. different economic status, mm-hmm. different level of smartness. Yeah, let's talking about that. Mm-hmm. Different in weight and in size. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you when you yeah, it, it, it's like it's like you know you look at the um, you know with the with the nationality. Well, you know you know you know how it is. You know our people. You know because we are. Uh, our people here in the Bahamas because we in, you know, we say Grand Bahama, you know, that's where we are, but it's everywhere. Um, but I, I'll speak for, you know, for Grand Bahama, you know, more so because I, I, I grew up in a home 
I grew up in a home where, you know, my mom, you know, she, you know, she was an excellent, exemplary woman when it comes down to her faith in God. You know, I call my mom, I give her two names, you know, we laugh about it. I call her Agnes Lee. Her name is Agnes Carey. I call her Agnes Lee. And okay, so, okay. So, so, so the Agnes Lee that comes from, from um, karate, that's Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee's sister. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, I call I call Agnes Lee, and then the other name I give her is uh, I call her Saint Agnes. You know, Saint Agnes, my mom. <laughs> you know, yes, so sir. all all of her all of her relatives are say you know they call her Titter. She's the big sister. They call her Titter, and she you know they would say they would say it outright, man. I say Titter don't make heaven, and ain't no heaven to go to. That's the honor and respect that they have for. Her. She's a yes, she's sir. an awesome woman of God. You know, but I I grew up, and I'd watch her. You know, sometimes we have the, you know the. Haitian guy would come and clean the yard and you know when he's done she's in the kitchen making lemonade and and making you know little corned beef tuna sandwiches and all that when they finish she calling them in and they sitting and they eating and talking and stuff like that and so that's what we know and so you know we grew up we grew up like that and so it was never it was never a, a thought to, to say okay because these are foreigners or these people they're not from here for you to think any you know for you to think otherwise or think different you know like like that but then that's how I was grew up but then when you go into the school systems you know they got different last names guys you know some of the Haitians different last names and guys that kind of when they can't pronounce a name they tend to make fun of them and, and then you know even even sometimes it even come down to the teachers you know it'd be like you know someone from different different areas not even from just to say not just the haitians but it's almost like say when you from from a different um settlement they got you the people from high rock they catch in a big yellow bus and they you know what i'm saying but you're all from you're all from the east and they teasing you and all that and someone but you're all from those eight mile rock but you're all hard footed it's like they you know they tend to they you know they tend to categorize and put you over in the corner and they give you a title and a name and say that hey this is not your surroundings here and, and so a lot of times that happens and so that's why it's so easy for so to speak like gangs to develop because okay if you reject me then we can hang out together so we can be this group of people that you all want to associate with so we can make our own clan and we can have our own thing going on here so you find that where you know the different nationalities with jamaican um the you know the turks island uh, things of that nature so we you know we you know that happens and you see it in school where persons are being teased for that you know when you talk about <clears throat> when you're speaking about weight you know anyone who is um whether you're slim you're skinny they they can put something you they can give you a nickname you're gonna get that nickname they call you fat boy they call you um you know there's a lot of persons who got weight on them they tend to tease them especially the girls you know it's like you know, no one is even going to look your way or want to befriend you and things of that nature. And that's, that's, you know, that's really what has been going on in the, in the school system. You know, that's, that's been going on. Those things, you know, you see it, you know, when you're, when you're smart, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're slow, you can get tears. If you're, if you're smart, you can get bullied more so because they jealous of you because, you know, some persons, again, they tend to dial it down. They dial their smartness down, just like you say, because you were, you were shy. Maybe you could have, you know, got a basketball scholarship too, but, but you allow that, you know, that shyness to kind of, you know, that, you know, that one for that period of time in your life, you know, because if you could have played through that, you'd have been probably a, a scholarship recipient also too. If they calling you slingshot, you, you was hot, right? You could have played, you know? Yeah. So, 
but things of that nature yeah so you know different areas and when it comes down to again when you say the economic you know in school for me i couldn't i wouldn't i'm saying they wouldn't bully me in school because of my size because of the popularity and things like that i you know i went to i went to sunland school sunland lutheran i went to that school yeah i was there and and you know a lot of days you did not lunch money you know a lot of days sometimes me you know, my little son and the wife man we sit down in the nighttime and just crack jokes and I'll talk about my days when I go to school things is let mash up right then you know young young got no money and things like that and and so but I wouldn't be teased because of my size and they know I'm not even going to play with them you know cuz if you got teasing me I can get you know you can get it yeah you see <laughs> you know you can get it but then there were other yeah when you don't have when you don't have this money you know when you don't have the money to buy lunch all of a sudden you see the you know the 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 track and field or the the team everyone buying the jordan brand you know you come to school and claw tennis you know they go <laughs> you come to school and claw tennis they teasing you but that's the best that you could do but you know you 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 know you feel insecure because you don't have this you know you don't have the money to buy the name brands and things of that nature and so you it's 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 all across the border when it comes out there's so many facets why kids are, you know why they do it and again it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a lesson for parents to to know and for their kids to um for them to actually give their kids the knowledge and understanding and teach their kids you use, use these lessons I mean use it as as teachable lessons that they could sit down and talk to their kids and listen you know everyone doesn't have it and give their kids a level of understanding for that And I think when you do that then they would reach out to those persons themselves but if you know it's like your person don't have it then you know they laugh at them and then make them feel like man they don't even want to go to school because they wear and uh they wear a certain tennis that doesn't match I I did a I did a I mean a bullying conference with uh with the Ministry of Education with I think was the Principals Vice Principal Association and to my amaze it was Miss Miss Ward Miss <clears throat> Ward was there and Mrs. Ward talk about when she was in school and she remember the, the and Mrs. Ward you know they you know they Mrs. Ward I think is almost at the age of retirement right now and she and she went back to like the 5th 6th grade when she went to school in this white red white polka dot dress I remember talking about it she said man she got teased that day and she said hurt I mean and persons persons are persons are bringing the you know they are grown women and men you know with their children and they could still take you wow. back to moments where they were teased and they was crushed and i i i remember doing a session over at um i i did a session over at uh St Paul school over at St Paul Methodist school and man we talking about bullying and there was a teacher i mean she got up and she it was like it was like she got bullied yesterday or that same day that's and but this was this was wow. like 20 years ago I mean it's like the hurt she said man she got so angry with this person who was teasing and she beat up she just got angry one day and she I mean she was speaking it like it was happening right there and so you have moments of people like the thing about bullying bullying can literally if you're not strong mentally bullying me bullying the moment that you was bullied as a kid it could define your life that's that's what wow. it is it literally could define you because all of a sudden as like you find yourself you struggling as a man with your wife you got children and you struggling with this first time that you got bullied at school fella took your nerve all of a sudden it's like you can't speak up for your children when you someone you see someone disrespecting your wife you can't say nothing much and all that stuff because you it's like you paranoid because this thing happened 
And so that's that's what it comes to do. It comes to define you. And so when I see it, when I see it and I see persons being taken advantage of or someone is attempting to do that in my presence, I shut that down because I realize what that could do. That can define that person and cause them struggle all their life with that. As I try to nip that in the bud right away to say, no, 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 you know, and let them know, hey, this is who you are, you know, speak up for yourself. If somebody in there finds someone that could, you know, like that. But it's like it it, 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 it defines you. It takes you way back. You in your 50s, 60s, and you talking about when you was 12 years old, and a little boy push you in your back, and then when you turn around, he beat you up. All of a sudden, you don't have no desire to even have company no more because he hurt you and all that. You, you know what I'm saying? And that's that's really what these. So it's a lot of emotions that comes. That's why I said it's the emotional pain that bullying causes in the book. Well, Pastor, I I mean, you took me down memory lane just now. You know, I thought about, you know, I, I'm thankful for my parents. They taught us at a young age, you know, to be satisfied with with whatever they were able to provide. Yes. I yes. think um, most noteworthy, um, when, we, when I was much younger, we lost our home. We lived in Eight Mile Rock and we lost our home in a fire. Yes. And I remember, man... Like it was yesterday. I, I I don't know where the aid came from, mm-hmm. but we received a lot of aid in particular. Man, I think they call those tennis the rachis or something like that. Wow, I don't okay. know if you remember those white tennis with the green, and they had all those numbers on them. Okay, okay. And, I don't quite then, remember it. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then there was those uh those Bruce Lee. You saw those those Bruce Lee like uh, shoes that they would wear on the karate. Okay. Uh, yeah. Man, we had a whole bunch of them last <laughs> And because of our parents, the way our parents brought us up, mm-hmm. I wore those things proudly. I found my white socks to go with them, and people were thinking I was a karate mascot. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I, <laughs> I look back at that, you know, it's real funny now because I mean, that's fine. <laughs> we, I mean, look here. We had so much of a pastor. I was wow. wearing a different run, a different one every day to school. Wow! And wow. because we had lost so much, mm-hmm. um, we were allowed to come to school and whatever we wanted until okay, we wow. could get some uniform. So mm-hmm. can you imagine? I was alternating between those Bruce Lee shoes and that other <laughs> man. I I haven't seen those shoes in ages. I can imagine. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> <laughs> and I look back at that in fondness and gratefulness for what our parents taught us. You know, yes. because parents, they they play a vital role because children are sponges, you know, and they need to be nurtured and they need to be taught. And I'm so yeah. thankful Definitely. For, for our, you know, and even today it translates, you know. Yeah, it does. It does. I, I don't have to have a, a name brand. If I, and if I get a name brand, I don't see, you know, I, it's, it's just, you know. It's just yeah, material. Yeah, yeah exactly. You exactly. Know, yeah, and that's, you know, yeah, that's awesome. Man. You know, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful too for my, you know, for my parents along those lines. Like I'm saying, it's a the parenting factor plays a part in, in you know, in, in bullying in terms of that, and even it's like you know, self esteem and, and things of that nature. Or you know, parenting plays a part of that because when you have a when you have an understanding that hey, guess what? This is what my mom could afford. My mom worked hard, or my dad, and and you know, what I'm saying this is what she. This is what she, you know, she she bought for me. And you appreciate that. And you wear, you know what I'm saying? You wear, you go to school and you wear that pridefully. Hey, when person's teasing you, it's like they don't even understand what they're even doing. 
because you know you you know you yeah you know they know I'm gonna stand with you because you under you know it's like you understand as a child you you understand same so when they understand that then they tend to wear but then again you could have kids who don't even they don't appreciate what their parents have because they're so to speak not the best when they go to school they see persons just having this okay they got one 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 hundred and twenty five hundred and seventy five dollars LeBron James on and you come in with your with, with your shoes one two dollar store shoes with one one with one two wing on the back of it making it look like it's air Nike <laughs> and them kids <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that birthday, you're taking me back. <laughs> I'll tell you, you know what I mean? Yeah, but but the thing about it, the one that has the self-esteem, who parents in the jack self-esteem, he'll wear those, he'll wear those $20 shoes and he'll wear them with pride. You see what I'm saying? He wear them with yeah. pride because he got, and the thing about it, he rolling and he doing his thing. That's that's really what it's about. And so when you have, when you have is not interjected by the parent, when they don't understand that their kid could be walking out the house ducking class and thing because they don't want their kids to they don't want the kid to look at the shoes and all that i mean it sounds simple it sounds crazy but believe it or not it happens because that's how deep the bullying and and, and people tend to make fun of you in these in these circumstances in particular in the school systems you know yes sir wow well, we, we got two more areas to cover faster and we're going to yeah, be out of here. Yes, sir. But I, I noticed you said you mentioned um, that you did a conference with the ministry. Yes. So I have a question. The mm. anti-bullying club is something that you mentioned okay. in the book and it, and yeah. it intrigued me. And yes. I want to ask, has it been established in our school systems? You know, um, there is a, I, I, I haven't, it's not established by me. But I have, um, I have two, I call them my, my, my nieces. I, I work closely with them. Um, I think I did a, uh, I think I did a, I think when they first launched it, I did, uh, I did a presentation for them, a mediation presentation. Um, and it's, uh, you, uh, you know, Michael, Michael Strawn. Michael Strawn is the, is the, um, the Bohemian, the Bohemian, uh, NFL player who plays oh, for Oh yes sir that's yes. coach uh, uh, yes that's the yeah, coach yes yes the coach yeah his yes, sisters sir. he has twin sisters and his um Jada I think Jada and Jarrell I think Jada and Jarrell Strong they has a uh, they 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 over in um they in college now I think they about finish but I believe they they are still over in the US in college about graduating I think I saw one of them I believe so and so but i believe they had something in nassau i think last summer so they they work it they they have like conferences and things of that nature on on bullying anti-bullying they had it in the school anti-bullying club you know but for me i you know i take it i take it kind of on, on a different on a different level in terms of you know i wouldn't i wouldn't call it to say an anti-bullying club but i i'm i'm in the process of going in more more into the schools in terms of because my you know one of the areas that i focus on big is conflict resolution so as a conflict resolution strategist you go into the schools and you you work with um with with students or teachers but identify students who are kind of you know have conflicts and things that nature and you establish um you know conflict res matter of fact i have a you know we have myself and the wife we founded conflict resolution institute whereas like so Going in there with the conflict resolution institute, that's that kind of diffuses the bullying aspect of it also too. So we working along those lines with the, with the Ministry of Education with that. Okay, that's awesome. Mr. Strawn yeah. was actually my PE teacher. Yeah, I think man, I made hey. it onto his um 
under 17 team for basketball, yeah. but I yeah. I chickened out on the under 20. I love him, man. I love him and his wife and his family. They're, they're beautiful people. And I'm, I'm, I, I cherish them, you know, they really, they great family, man. So yeah, but they're, the twins, they, they have um, something called the anti-bullying club here. Yeah, they do that. So. Wow. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I have here another excerpt that I took out from your book, Encouragement mm-hmm. for Parents. Yes. And then I'm going to turn it to you to give any closing remarks or anything that you want to add. Yes. It, it reads, Encouragement for Parents. Some parents may not be aware that their child is the bully. Yes. Therefore, I urge you to talk to your children, boys and girls, about being sensitive to the feelings of other children. Yes. Here, here are some things you should do. Give your children a good feeling about themselves by simply supporting them each time you can. Yes. Listen to your children's heart. This is key to understanding your children. Yes. Communicate, such as talk and listen with your child don't just talk to them. I think that's a big one. Yes. Give your children your undivided attention. Yes. Awesome nuggets. You yes. Know? Thank you. you know? Thank you. Yeah, yes, man. Yeah, it, it's it's um yeah it, it, it's really, and you know in the book what I, what I what I uh what I focused on if you noticed, if you noticed I, in the book I didn't read. I made mention, I didn't make mention of the mother in the book, in the story, <clears throat> right? Yes, sir. I didn't make mention of the mother in the book, I believe, because it's been a while, um, but I, I didn't make mention of the book and I was intentional about it. The father was Mr. C and the father, the father would really encourage the, the you know, the, the, the main character to go to the school. The father accompanied the kid and went with him and talked to the principal about establishing the anti-bullying club in the school, if you remember reading the book. And so I, I made it mention not to bring the, the mother in because in most instances, mothers are there. You know, mothers would come oh, to yeah. school, you know, they raise hell and things of that nature, whatever it may be. They, they're doing their best working two jobs and they try it, you know. But it's nothing like when you have the, the father role, when you have the fathers playing the role, that that gives the you know the child a different strut you know a different strut this 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 child at school he has support you could tell that he has a good supporting cast around him and so it's nothing like when a father puts his arm around his son or his daughter and he lets his daughter know baby i'm here to support you i love you he's taking her to school He's bringing a lunch. What, I mean, whatever the father is there to support them, and, and and you know, and can have these conversations with them, and to let them know, hey, you don't allow anyone that you're talking to, to 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 speak with you in a certain tone of voice, and to make you feel less than anyone that you consider to be a friend, and they're speaking to you in this tone of voice and making you feel less than you can't be their friend and all that. It's like, hey, we need to loosen that and move on. And, and you know what I'm saying? So when you let them know these signs of, of persons who want to, so to speak, control and almost like own you, like, you know what I'm saying? Like you belong to them in so many ways. But, you know, the father has the, the father is that character that has the role to play 
than giving their children identity. Most of the times when we speak of the young lady, we'll say, okay, the mother gives identity to no. The father gives identity to both the, 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 the male and the female. The father does that. The father does that. And so I would always encourage, you know, parents, in, parents but in particular the fathers, to stand firm and, and, and know what's going on in your, in your children's lives and be present. Because in being present, sometimes just being present, you may say, man, they're not talking, but one day they're going to break. One day something is going to happen and they're going to want your attention and it's going to be easier for them to talk because they can say, you know, daddy always been there anyway. It was just me not talking, but they could need to talk one particular day. Something is going to happen for them to talk and, and, and they're coming from you, it's going to be so meaningful, you know. And so I, I would just encourage um, fathers in particular to who've always had a had a bad rap and you know, it's not all but father's been having a bad rap and we need as men to to be responsible um you know if you make it you know female is not together and all that but hey that's that's your seed and you gotta be be responsible and play that role you know take them to school visit them to school periodically talk to the teachers and, and you know make sure that you know they're doing well in school and let the teachers know that hey my son my daughter they got to support and that support is me so anything that you need you give me a call not necessarily not to call the mother but if i'm unavailable then it's her but let me be the first one that you call because you want to be in the child's life and so we have that and in our our um, research and things of that nature when you look at the children who has that parental support who has that parental support and the kids who don't have it well you know common sense in most like in most cases those kids who have those support that foundation that structure they're the kids who are going to be more successful in terms of in school they're going to do you know well rather than those kids who kind of struggling you know one or two may come through the cracks and you know survive but most of them they have a rough time when they don't have those support and so um having kids um is very important and you know we got to support them any way that we can and really when we talk about supporting them not just showering them with money and things and all that you got to give them because the most important thing my parents gave me was the word of god that's what my mom gave me she she displayed god to our sunday school we go to school um you know she was there my father was you know he got saved later but my mom displayed christ to us and i was able to <clears throat> the other day I sat down with my mom and my dad and i told him i said my mom you know what i said you Y'all didn't have the, the resources to give us. You know, I, I was the one who, who went away to school, graduated and things of that nature. And, um, you know, it happened to just my athletic ability, things of that nature. But I said, y'all didn't give us money. But I said, you gave us what was so much more important than money. You introduced us to Christ. And I said, that's the most important thing that you've done. And, you know, we talk along those lines. And that's really what we, you know, you know what we should do as parents that introduce them and when they say introduce you may not be the one to lead them in the sinner's brand but once you are displaying christ to them they're gonna find out hey i see mommy and daddy i see them live their life man they got through difficult moments and and you being visible in prayer and and, and and just leading the charge in that particular area once you do that those kids as they get older they're gonna adapt that same mindset and once you, you know once you do that then hey that's that's all God has asked you to do. And he said to Abraham, I'm not going to hide this thing from Abraham, what I'm about to do, because I know that Abraham, he's going to teach his children, 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 and they're going to get it. It's going to, that's, that's what we need to, you know, to be aware of and be conscious of that as parents, not just having beautiful kids and just leaving them by the way. We got to, we got to grow with them 
and interject the word of God with them. And that's the thing that's going to cause transformation in their lives. Wow. Pastor, that's, that's powerful. You know, the, this whole interview has been uh, powerful. And I'm, I'm so thankful that um, you allowed me to fit into your schedule, sir. I, I just want to say thank you again. Man. And um, for those of you that haven't read the book, I, I, I challenge you to read it, The Emotional Pain, Bullying Causes by Pastor Wayne Carey. It will be a blessing to you and your children. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I'm, I'm thank you so much for you know for having me. And um, you know, I I appreciate you. I you know, a lot of times we um, a lot of times we you know we see persons and you know kind of just always knew from a from a distance you know that degree. And um, you know, I think we had some formal conversations here and there before and whatnot like that. But there was a there's definitely humility on your life. And um, you know, when whenever I I see, you know, younger men in particular who are extending themselves, you know, to me and, you know, they, you know, they're doing, you know, going about the kingdom business and all that. So I would, I would definitely reach back and see how best I can, I can help in any way that I can. And so I'm, you know, to me, you know, being here on the platform and, um, you know, really just advancing what you're doing, you know, in the kingdom, man, I'm, you know, it's a, it's a joy. It's an honor for me to, uh, you know, to be with you. And I believe that we're going to do some some other things you know in the future you know as god permits um and so that's what i'm looking forward to but again um congratulations on your on your podcast and um all the best to you man and if any way i can help anything that you need that i you know whether it's just advice um whatever it is you know that i can extend myself to to make your make your your journey your ministry a little easier i'll make myself available and you know and be there for you at any time so just don't don't hesitate and you you call i'll you know if i if i'm available i would get back as soon as i can to to make sure that you are right thank you pastor i really appreciate that thank yeah, you man. so much I, sir yeah, man. love you man blessings to you man take care i love you too sir god bless yeah. you blessings on you and your family thank you yes, so sir. much i appreciate that blessings yes, well. Same to you. okay do well now all right we'll be in touch Okay, folks, thank you so much for listening on The Soul Place. Until next time, blessings on you. All right. Amen. Greetings, greetings. You've been listening to The Soul Place, and it was such an honor to have you stop by. Well, until next time, blessings on you.